when it gets down to it, you talk about you talk about uh, athletes, you talk about people in sports. To have made two halls of fame uh, in your sport is remarkable. That's why there's only been four of them. And it seems like this guy's been on a roll for a while there, and deservedly so. Uh, and he joins us from Gainesville now. Steve Spurrier, Coach, uh, Merry Christmas and congratulations. What a wonderful honor you had last week. And I know you had you have a few stories to tell about you being inducted into the Hall of Fame now as a coach and player. Yeah, it's very nice, uh, buddy. University of Florida Athletic Department, Scott Strickland and the guys uh, had a reception Monday night, uh, which was Tuesday night before the Hall of Fame dinner, and had a lot of buddies back from Duke, South Carolina, as well as Florida. So it was a wonderful evening, and then we had the black tie dinner on Tuesday night, and uh, it was really a outstanding Hall of Fame class with 11 athletes. Peyton Manning, I guess, was the highlight guy. Brian Erlocker, uh, several other players. And then uh, Danny Ford of Clemson, Arkansas, and a guy named Larry Karras at Mount Union who won 93% mm. of his games. He was he was really the star coach of the three of us. There. Mm. You know, Steve, you had a lot of wins. I have to get them in front of me how many you had totally. And I, and I know Peyton had a really wonderful comment. He talked about yeah. was it was it was it two ninety eight? I forget what was that amount with the number. Yeah, Peyton. Uh, uh, yeah, Peyton gave a talk. I did yeah. a little shorter talk, just uh, being thankful, appreciative, and uh, speaking on behalf of the other two coaches. Uh, but Peyton gave a little highlight on everybody, and uh, he said Coach Perry had two twenty eight. There's four of them. I wish he didn't have. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, everybody knew what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> It's, that uh, was funny, you know, and it was well, and it was not mean spirited. So, so I, no. what was your? I mean, I know just having all your players there was great, and your and your teammates. Your teammates, I saw, I saw Gene Peak, and I saw Wayne McCall, I saw Alan Trammell. I don't know who all was there in some of the photos. Well, three uh, of my quarterbacks: Danny Warfel mm -hmm. and uh, Doug Johnson and Noah Brindice. Mm -hmm. I call those my rotating guys. <laughs> At ninety-seven FSU game, you know, they rotated yep. and then rotated through the bowl game after that yeah but uh that was uh yeah that was a memorable game uh actually fsu i think they only lost uh, two games in 1997 and both of them were to the gators and they were undefeated both times we played them and uh just happened to work out with well, a 20 game uh, we clearly dominated that one uh, but the one in the swamp that night the 32 29 game both those quarterbacks really played well yeah, Steve, I know you're at a Christmas party. I don't want to keep you a long time, but I do want to get into the fact when you were a kid in, in Johnson City growing up and you were kicking the ball around the field by yourself and out there in, in, in Kiwanis Park and, you know, trying to become a player and all that sort of stuff, and uh, it wasn't even your best sport. You know, we all know you, you were a better basketball and baseball player until your senior year at Johnson City. In your wildest dreams, did you ever think as a kid – you'd wind up in not one but two Halls of Fame for your performance as a coach and player in college? Well, not really, buddy. Uh, a couple of years ago, I went in the high school Hall of Fame. You didn't mention that one. What's <laughs> <Well, that's> enough, <laughs> really, Steve? You, you got enough Halls of yeah, Fame. Yeah, uh, the guy that ran that Hall of Fame said, Coach, I didn't realize you did all that in high school. I said, listen, I did more in high school than I did in college. I can yeah. assure you that. Yeah. We won a couple of state championships in baseball and Basketball, we got beat uh, in the region every year right before the state tournament, and uh, we didn't quite 
we lost a bunch of close games in football. But anyway, yeah, it was it was very nice. I don't know, buddy. I've just been blessed, fortunate. Had a lot of uh, people that gave me a chance. You know, I got hired five times as a coach mm-hmm. when I had no job at all. Mm-hmm. So none of this would have happened as a coach without Doug Dickey, Pepper Rogers, Red Wilson, a couple of athletic directors. So I, I got a lot of people to be thankful for, yeah. including wife Jerry, who uh, yeah. sort of pushed me and and gave me some good information every now and then mm-hmm. when I needed it on, on motivation. Yeah, I think it'd be referred to in the South as jerking not in your head maybe once in a while, and that would get you straightened out. Now, you got a great That's answer. exactly right. Yes, Jerry. Just, uh, and, and, you know, we, we've talked about this a lot in the last couple of years, but I, I want to say something. I want to get into what, uh, what, what uh, Chris Doring and I were talking about. He was on the show. He was there, of course, with you celebrating. Yeah, Dory very, was there. Very uh-huh. happy for you. And he, of course, so, uh, was thrilled to have a walk-on win the Heisman, you know, because he was a walk-on, a year walk-on. And, mm-hmm. and I made a remark, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. I, I said, people don't understand Steve gives off this air where you might think he's cavalier. But you know as a player, Chris, that Steve was a stickler. And I know you're stickler for routes. I know you're stickler for details as coaches. And you are always getting on about detail and little things. You're coaching all the time. And then the other thing was that you also were a great cheerleader. I remember when you, when Florida was ranked first, number one for the first time, you, you were just, you were telling people, hey, your school's ranked number one. And I think that's one of the things that people appreciate about you is that not only did you coach the details, but you're able to, to get people excited about the game and have fun. And that was that was the thing. You were always on, Steve, and you were a great ambassador, which is what you are, for the University of Florida. And I, I just say that's a large part of why you've been so successful. So I know I speak for Gator fans. Well, I th- yeah, thank you, buddy. I think it only makes sense that a coach would really re- try to relate to all the fans. Uh they're the ones that they're part of the team. You know, there's coaches, players, administrators, support staff. There's all kind of groups of people, uh, but the fans make up the largest group. And uh, we used to do those uh, 21 or 22 Gator clubs every year. Did them for, I guess, 11 of the 12 years I was here, and then I left before the you know that, before I could do the other one. Uh, but they were always fun. You know, we usually had a pretty good golf course to play that afternoon somewhere, and sometimes we had a booster little golf tournament. And then all the Gators, they were they were happy that night, and, and especially after you went in SEC, which we were fortunate to do, to do seven of the 11 times I went out, I guess. Uh, everybody's very happy. So we take the wives and, uh, and make a fun trip out of it. Nowadays, these coaches, they have to work all summer, so... Those days of having fun in the summer are pr- practically over. Yeah. Almost all the fans and all, all the coaches nowadays. Yeah, <clears throat> um, Steve. Uh, on the matter of uh, Florida football, uh, I know you've been out and about recently a lot. You were in New York all last week. It seems as though there is a feeling among the people I talk to. And we have many Gator fans who listen to the show. We're going to be talking to today. Is that it? Seems to be uh, a surge. In, in positive thinking, at least in my my way of thinking, and I know you you'll want to say let's wait and see how that translates to the field, as you should. Uh, but do you do you get a lot of questions about do you think the Gators are back and and what do people ask you about Mullen and what is your response? 
My response is, I think we've we've hired the best guy we could have possibly hired. Uh, who 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 else would somebody want to hire? Uh, he's been here, and, and what gives uh, Dan, I think, such uh, a good jump start is he was here with Urban Meyer those four years, and he's been in the SEC the last what nine and four, thirteen years or so. Nine as a head coach, and, and then four here with Urban, where they won a couple of SECs and a couple of nationals. So, uh, Coach Tim Tebow. And uh, he's got a pretty good track record uh, everywhere he's been. Uh, it's Mississippi State and, and, of course, here. So he knows the SEC. He knows the South. And uh, hopefully hopefully, a lot of big things are going to come back to, to the Gators. Why do you think there's such a mess hiring coaches this year? What happened? Well, I think the fit, yeah. I, I, I'll be honest with you. Chip Kelly, he may do wonderful things up there at UCLA, but he, he's not an SEC guy. He's not a South guy. He's more of a West Coast. Uh, Oregon, where he coached, and up in the Northeast. So I think I think it's important to get sort of some people around that know the area, know the territory, or what have you. So I think it worked out really best for both countries. No, I don't mean Florida. I mean the rest of the Tennessee and all the issues. I mean, it seems like everybody was having a hard time getting their guy almost, you know, except for Kelly and from Mullen. And you know you you know you're familiar with Tennessee, and they ended up probably with a pretty good guy, Jeremy Pruitt, I guess. But it seems like it was just harder for people to get their guy. Is there a reason? Well, they probably went after the wrong guy the first mm-hmm. time. Okay. Yeah. That's the only answer I know. Yeah. Go after somebody you can hire. Yeah. Is usually a, a good formula, and uh, I think Scott Strickland did an excellent job of uh, actually securing uh, Dan Mullen. Uh, before all those other guys sort of went searching. So uh, I thought it was a good quick move on uh, our athletic director's part to, to get him here and get it done. I know you went through this like the rest of us, is that it was an embarrassing couple of years for Florida offensively. And you as the guy who sort of set the, the standard at University of Florida, you know, had to struggle through, as we all did, got tired of seeing that offense out there not doing anything. Uh, you know, and 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 I, do you feel this is a burden that will be lifted off this program now that we can see some points scored on the board, and can we see some more wide open football? Yeah. Do, do you feel confident in that? Well, buddy said whoever comes in next as an offensive coach probably going to look like a genius yeah. compared to the last two <laughs> three years. That's so right. yeah, there's nowhere to go but up, and I think we got a lot of good players here, and uh, hopefully the offense. Uh, the offense will be in the top 100. I'm pretty sure it's going to be, uh, yeah. although the last three years it wasn't. And, uh, yeah, good things should should start happening for us. All right, Steve, uh, we know uh, Amos Alonzo Stagg, Bobby Dodd, Bob Weiber, the other three guys in, are inducted in both Halls of Fame, which is a terrific honor. But you also had the Heisman Trophy. I read a story today. You're probably familiar with this. I did not know this. Gary Beban, who won it the year before you won it or year after? Year after you won year it. Year after. Yeah, at 67. Yeah, uh, he, his, he didn't go. He didn't come. And his wrote an article for Sports Illustrated saying that many of the former the winners were upset with the way the Heisman was handling the whole thing. Didn't like the way the board was doing its business. They felt someone should be, a player should be on the board. I don't know all this. I'm just reading it and hearing Feinbaum talk about it. Were you aware? I'm sure you were aware of it. What's your view on that? Oh, yeah, I'm aware of it. Uh, we've had some uh, former Heisman winners meetings and this, that, and the other. And a few guys are, are definitely upset about it. And 
Yeah, they just think uh, all the <laughs> tremendous money that comes in should be uh, spread out a little bit more than it is. So that that's what it's all about. It's all about money, as you know. And where do you where do you stand on that, Steve? Oh, I stand in the middle. I think okay. they got a point, but I'm not big on arguing about money, mm -hmm. as you know. Yeah, it kind of puts a, a little bit of a bar on the what is the great the greatest trophy there is in sports. Well, we had a bunch of us back there. You know, gosh, you have Paul Hornick came back, and Pete mm -hmm. Dawkins always comes, Billy mm -hmm. Sims. Earl Camelim showed up. We had two mm -hmm. guys in wheelchairs wow. come this year. Earl was one of them, and uh, Paul Hornick, they can sort of barely get around. But it's good, yeah. good to see those guys come yeah. back. That's what makes the Heisman so great, all the history okay. that goes with it. So, hey, Steve, thanks very much for being on the program. Okay, and, buddy. again, have a Merry Christmas, and all thank right. you for uh, being on the program. All Congratulations. All right, good talking to you, buddy. All, all right. right. Thank Talk you, Steve. See you later. Appreciate Bye -bye. it.